0: We are all, like, playing this game of life together, and I think that we have to give ourselves a break and say, you know what, we have good days, we have bad days, we make mistakes, we do great things, like, just accept it all, whatever it is, and move forward and make the changes that you feel you need to make in your own personal life, and and just keep moving forward, that's it, you know, one step ahead, three steps back.
1: Everyone, Welcome back to the podcast, Let It Out, hosted by me, Katie Dalebout, and I am the author of the book by the same name. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast and being back here again, if you're a long time listener and if you're new, welcome. So you just heard a quote by one of two of today's guests. I have on the host, the co-host with the most from the podcast, Laugh or Go Crazy, Stephen Michelle on my show today. And we have a delightful conversation. I think it will definitely leave you uplifted and happier than it found you, hopefully. That was the case for me. I just re-listened to it. We talk about so many things, from manifesting to intuition to starting a podcast. And their process of becoming friends and starting a podcast is really such a beautiful story. It's one of my favorite things ever. So we talk a lot about friendship. Michelle is a mother, and both Steve and Michelle are grade school teachers. So we talk about having multiple passions and it's just a really fantastic conversation. Like I said, Michelle is a mother, so we talk a little bit about motherhood and we get into just a bunch of really great topics. So I think you will enjoy the conversation as much as I do, and I'm going to get right on into that. Not much to plug this week other than if you find value in the show, if it makes you feel less alone, if you find it interesting, if it keeps you company on your commute, it would be so great if you could give the show some love. So giving it a high five by subscribing on your phone or leaving a review and sharing it with a friend, that's awesome. You can also donate to the show, which is fabulous and you can do that on my website. And now let's get into my conversation with Steve and Michelle, the co hosts of the Laugh or Go Crazy podcast. I know you guys will love them. I actually got to meet them in person. They came to my New York City book launch party the day my book came out and they were delightful. They were the life of the party and they're the life of this podcast <laughs> and they're going to be the life of your day. So, Let's get into it. Join the listener Facebook group on Facebook if you want to chat about it, and I will talk to you guys next week. Actually, I will talk to you at the end of this episode because I want to get you excited about who's coming up on the show next week, so make sure you stick around to the end of this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. I'm super psyched about today's episode. I have some inspiration and some comedy, which is the perfect combination, I think. And the two people on the podcast today, not one guest, but two, I have Steve and Michelle of the podcast Laugh or Go Crazy, which, like I said, brings together inspiration and comedy, which, again, I think is the perfect combination and I talk a lot about on the show here. So their podcast has has over three million downloads, and now they're here in Wonderland to get to know, for me to get to know them, and for us to hang out. So thank you guys both so much for being here.
2: Oh, thanks, Katie. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: We so, love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about yourselves, both of you. How did you guys? meet and come together you seem like you're really close friends and then how did the idea to start a podcast come to be and I know you guys started the podcast a bunch of years ago when podcasts were kind of just getting started so I'd love if you could talk me through your friendship and then your idea to start the podcast
2: yeah you know uh, actually Michelle has been a stalker of mine for a long time (laughs) and so you know the only way I could get rid of her is to actually start a show with her (laughs) hmm You know, <laughs>
0: yeah oh boy,
2: No, no, Michelle, why don't you fill Katie in for a little bit?
0: Oh my goodness, okay, so Steve and I are both um, teachers, and we taught together for many years, and at the beginning of um, our teaching careers, we taught in the same building, but we were not friends. Um, we were friendly um, coworkers, and um, what happened was, as years passed, we ended up on the same grade level, and we had a mutual friend who we both were very close with and adored. And she um, passed from cystic fibrosis. Mm. And in her passing, um, Steve and I became really, really great friends. We, um, I think in, in our morning we just kind of took to each other and we would have endless conversations and spent a lot of time together. Um, also, like um, putting together a memorial for her and we had um, a walk for her and all different things so we just really connected in a way that um, was really different right Steve?
2: Yeah you know when we were going through that Katie we, we had this you know we always knew each other you know when you work with a colleague
1: yeah.
2: you kind of say hi bye you know you're, you're not necessarily friends you're just friendly and so you know like Michelle was saying you know we were really close you know I've had some of the best times of my life with Jen And she was just such an inspiration for me and her students. She was also a teacher and also for Michelle. And when she passed, it was, you know, it was even though she had cystic fibrosis, it was still sudden for us, you know. And we were so taken back and surprised that Michelle and I decided to, you know, do the memorial and all this. And we became very close and it was as if she was pushing us together. And having us not mourn, but laugh like we laughed almost every day. I mean, we would we, you couldn't separate us. And, you know, we would just get together and we were like, you know, we would tell stories about Jen and we would um, it evolved over time into, hey, why don't we get voice recorders? Let's go, let's go on, you know, let's go to Radio Shack. Now Radio Shack's not even a business. Let's go into Radio Shack and get two voice recorders. And we could tell Jen's stories on the voice recorders. And so that's what we started to do. You know, at night, you know, I lived way out in the east end of Long Island and Michelle lived further up the island. And we would record great stories about Jen and we would swap recorders at the end of the school day. And we'd meet in the parking lot
1: Oh, that's so cute.
2: And and yeah, it was really cute. And we would say, You're going to love the story about Jen tonight. And, you know, she's like, Oh, I can't wait to hear it. And Michelle would respond on her recorder about my story. And I would respond on my recorder about her story about Jen. And then over time, you know, we really were both going through some things at the time. And we started to tell personal stories about our lives. And we really got to know each other, honestly, not in person, but we got to know each other through these voice
0: recorders.
1: That's so cool, like pen pals, but like without pen pals, yeah,
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's right. So. You know, the school day doesn't allow for you to talk all that much. So, what, what, you know, we had maybe 20 minutes at lunchtime, and maybe before the kids came in, or right, right after school for a few minutes. So we, we, we just didn't have enough time to talk. So this was like the next best thing. Yeah. And yeah. we just learned so much about each other. And, you know, when you're talking and telling a story and no one is responding, Right away, it's um, it allows for like a really full story, and, and your response is very detailed, and you really listen carefully. So it's just it that was a magical time in and of itself, and that was before Laugh All Go Crazy. So this was all leading up to what we you know started.
2: So Michelle, I got to tell you this one funny story. So um, we have many many hours of recorded recordings. Um, you know, Michelle's childhood and all the things she's gone through and my childhood and, you know, when you were
1: passing back and forth the recorders, you started to go into that stuff.
2: Yes. We started to go into really deep things. Yeah. And like we talk about those things all the time now. I was just
1: talking about this on the last podcast I was recording about with deep soul friendships. I think vulnerability is so crucial by one person. And then, when one person's vulnerable and shares something intimate, it opens the door for the other person to as well, and then go even deeper as they go deeper, and vice versa. And so, it sounds like that's really how your friendship began.
2: No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's a safe place, too, Katie. You know, you're not telling these deep, dark secrets. You know, you think that you're the only one that goes through these things, right. you know. And it, is, it was a safe place to do it. It was no judgment, it was you're not really looking at anybody, you know you're talking into a recorder at night alone, and it was it was a therapy, really
0: yeah, yeah and and then when we listened, um like we you know you get you feel that sigh of relief like, oh oh, so this is okay. it is okay that I told that story, and wow, I kind of like the response that I got, and wow, that's really helpful and we were like helping each other.
1: yeah, it's cathartic and it's yeah, it's therapy, just like you said.
2: So, so, I, so anyway, so Michelle goes on vacation with her kids. This is in April. I'll never forget it. And I'm like, you know, these recorders, you know, it's, you know, because sometimes I would forget my recorder and she would get mad at me. And sometimes she forgot to do the batteries in the record, you know. So we had like logistical problems eventually, you know, over time. And I think this is all meant to be. So I said, you know, Michelle's never going to let me put this on my blog. We, we, I just kind of like started a blog. I said, how do I blog? I don't even know. Now everybody blogs, but I had, I had no idea four years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I Googled how to blog and I had just seen Julie and Julia. Remember that show? Yeah. The movie. And, yeah, the movie. Sorry. And so I start this blog. I name it Laugh and Go Crazy, which is a story in itself. That, that name came from my childhood. And I put up some of the stories from the voice recorders. And so Michelle comes back from vacation. I say, I need you to go to this web address, you know, and listen. And so she did. And I think she had a little bit of a, you know, I don't know. Were you mad, Michelle?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I it took me many years to get comfortable being, you know, on, not on air, but sort of on air. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, um, you know, sharing your 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 life, your stories um, with other people. And I was, um, yeah, it was hard for me.
2: Yeah, and we were very private about it. Like we didn't advertise. We didn't socially promote. It was really just for Michelle and I to communicate easily. And all of a sudden we see our numbers go up. We're like, wait a minute. Did you listen? Because there's like 17 people that listened, we're like, no. So at
1: this point, is it a podcast?
2: Well, no. We didn't know what it was. It was... It wasn't a show. There was no but show. But it
1: was on iTunes?
2: It wasn't even on iTunes. Oh, okay. Just it on was, your blog. It was just on our blog. We had gotcha. no idea about iTunes like how to do it officially. And so we kind of fell into this, honestly. And over time, you know, the numbers started to grow on our on the Podbeam site, which is Podbeam is um, it's like a podcast hosting site. And I think they were just starting at the time, and it was free and it was quick and easy. And our numbers started to grow.
0: Well, we also got to the point where we were recording our conversations instead. We were cutting out time at night yes. and talking and then just posting conversations. Like Steve right. brought me to that point. Somehow we got there. And then it just took off on its own, really. We
2: started to get listener emails. And I said, Michelle, we got to get an email account. You know? And we really have been evolving over time by people wanting more. It wasn't really driven uh, – it wasn't goal-oriented. You know, like we, we're going to start a business and we're going to have this show and we're going to have people listen. It really wasn't that. It was more organic and people started to contact us saying, you know, you should do a regular thing, you know, a show. And then we, then we put it on iTunes and, um, you know, it really kind of took off. Mm, yeah. Um, now, now we do it once a week um, and it's always at night, very late at night. And I'm in my little uh, office and Michelle's in her living room and it's, you know, candles on. It's a very sacred time. Everyone's in bed. Um, we light the candles and we just start. Mm. And it's really a beautiful time. And honestly, we were just talking about this. We did a show this week on Thursday and we were saying, you know, it really is about us. I mean, it really helps us. Yeah. I mean, it is therapy still to this day, and I and I like to think Michelle and I have evolved and um, become more aligned and balanced and and everything. And we don't try to be anything that we're not. You know, we're certainly not a guru, but we're living our best life. We're taking our ordinary and trying to become extraordinary people. Yeah. And Michelle helps me, and I'm helping her, and and I think through that we're helping the audience as well.
1: Yeah, and I think you have so much integrity that you haven't lost. You know, the roots where. It's about doing something that makes you feel really awesome. And one of my favorite authors, Elizabeth Gilbert, wrote a new book-ish recently in last year um, called Big Magic. I'm, I'm sure you both would really enjoy it if you haven't read it already. But it's all about creativity and inspiration. And they speak a lot in there about how when you makes things for other people, it's not as effective as if you make things that you wished existed and that make you happy to create. And if other people like them too, great, awesome. That's like a cool side effect. But usually that doesn't really happen unless you're creating something that is fun and inspiring and joyful for you to create and make. And there's actually this great David Bowie quote um, I posted Last week about this exact piece of work I'll try to find it right now and read it But basically it just really reminds me Of what you guys were saying with this Which is that you did something that was so Enjoyable and fun for you And as a nice byproduct It happened to help a lot of other people And other people have found joy from it as well But you've never lost sight of your Immediate goal Which was this connection between you two
2: Right, I agree that's that's
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. I love yeah. that. And, and I know, think that's what's so important and often gets lost, unfortunately.
0: We've talked about that many times, Steve and I, and we just feel so grateful that we have people, you know, emailing us, messaging us um, on a regular basis, just connecting and saying, you know, um, when I listened to your True North podcast, I really connected. And, um, you know, most of the time they're very thankful which is so nice to hear. But they also share with us, like, the connection that they made and what they're doing and how they're growing in their life. And it is such a beautiful thing for Steve and I to connect with other people and to know that, wow, you know, Steve and I had this great conversation, and through our conversation, someone else made a change yeah. in their life for the positive, and they're, they're, they're growing and they're feeling good. And it, it's such a gift. Like, we feel so grateful that what started out as just something between Steve and I, which it still is between Steve and I, and I think that's the beauty of it, because um, it's still about us, it's you the- know, and, and everyone else as well, but the, the core is still you know, at its basic, like you basically said, and a lot of times people get lost, and thankfully we're not. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, and you know, someone had just recently wrote a blog about our True North episode. Um, it's, on our, it's on our Facebook and, you know, she said it very, very true and very funny. Um, she said, you know, I love Steve and Michelle because they are inspirational, ordinary people who drink, who get mad at each other, whose furnace breaks, who, you know, yeah, let.
1: the messiness of life.
2: The messiness of life. And we, pro- it's not like we promote it, but we don't hide it. You know, like when we go on, you know, sometimes I really get, you know, it's funny. There was two years ago. Where I was, I went through a period of being very annoyed with Michelle. <laughs> she wasn't giving me what I needed. And, um, and, you know, whatever. But I started to come up with topics on the show that were indirectly about her.
0: <laughs> you love this. See what I have to deal with, Katie. Yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs> Tonight's episode is how friends let you down. Needed you most, Michelle. What do you think about that? You know, like oh, and it...
1: that's so funny. Sort of yeah. passive aggressive, but oh, really yeah, that's funny. exactly what I told him. <laughs> passive aggressive,
2: totally passive aggressive. And you know, the messiness of life. You know, after you know, you're in a relationship, you're married, or you're friends, and you're you're, you're you know, you're doing a show together. It's impossible to stay totally blissfully happy all the time you know and sometimes you know obviously people annoy you and so we had you know so it's the messiness of the relationship and i really feel like we have a great relationship but that was funny those days because you know at the end of the podcast michelle was like wait a minute is this about me So you know, if you if you if you want to, your listeners or whoever want to listen to some episodes from the past, those are you might you might pick up some passive aggressive behaviors on my end. That's so
1: funny. funny. I found the David Bowie quote that I was telling you guys about that really speaks to the point of you know do something for you and then then other people hopefully will enjoy it. And he says. All my big mistakes are when I try to second guess or please an audience. My work is always stronger when I get very selfish about it, and I really oh, loved so. that. Yeah, and I think that really speaks to what you guys do with the podcast. So I had to share that. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. So speaking of, um, you know, how it's evolved over the years, and how how do you think people mostly find the show and have gotten to it, and what are some of the with some of the feedback that you've gotten about it and um, yeah let's start there I have a bunch more questions but let's start there
0: well we, we get a lot of um, emails and messages through Facebook and we actually also have like a P.O. box and people write us beautiful long letters so a lot of communication is written some people actually send us audio messages which is really cool too oh, and yeah and, and like I said before a lot of people are, are really grateful and thankful that they have the podcast because for some reason they um, found us, and sometimes it's by accident, you know, whether they found us on iTunes or they were Googling something and we came up, uh, and they they happen to pick an episode that can, they connect to, and they just share that with us, right? Don't you find that, Steve? A lot of people mm-hmm. um, are doing that. More recently, we're noticing that people are requesting topics they know they're 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 contacting us with some questions and you know i have this going on i don't remember you speaking to this do you think you know maybe you can bring it up and so we we've you know we're kind of turning in different directions too
2: and we have listeners that actually record their voice and do a voice recording to us and you know uh, we have one one guy upstate who runs He's because I run. And, and so he related to me the, the fact that, you know, I find my balance and my peace through running and being outdoors and nature. And so he's a big runner. And so when he contacts us, he runs and talks. You oh, know, cool. you kind of have to get over the, the heavy breathing. But <laughs> but he does do these long half hour voicemails through our um, Laugh or Go Crazy at Yahoo account. And it's just so nice to actually hear the listeners. And and we've moved them and how they're, how it could just be a line. You know, you know, Katie, you know, it could just be like a line or two that you say. That's the aha moment for somebody.
1: Right.
2: And sometimes we do a show, Michelle and I, I'm like, I don't know. Was that good? (laughs) You know, like, I'm not sure. I didn't really like that show. And
1: those are the favorites.
2: Those are the favorites. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like you know people are responding about we did one called That's Life recently, and we talked about Micho Black, you know the movie and and uh, and afterwards I'm like I don't know was that any good you know maybe we shouldn't even put it up and then we did and it, it turns out to be it, re- it resonates with people so yeah so that's interesting
1: yeah yeah I think it's just like not judging the work and just you know, being real and showing up. And that that's what I admire so much about you guys. Like, ever since I connected with you and met you, you are just two of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Like, oh, you okay. had to reschedule and you called and you were so nice. And, like, you remembered that I was moving and you guys are just seemed so kind and down to earth. And I think that... If you just show up as yourselves, it's impossible not to like you. I've experienced it myself. So I think your, your show is just you being real. And I think, unfortunately, I think when people are putting themselves out there or, in your case, as you grow, you know, it's one thing to be real when it was just the two of you. But as the podcast grew to have many more listeners, it's really a skill that you guys stayed so authentic and true and, and who you actually are.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. That was so sweet. That was nice of you. Um,
1: You
0: You know know. know what's nice, Katie, is um, it's just natural. Like, it's not, that's just, thankfully, that's the way it is. Yeah. So it just is authentic. And if it wasn't, I don't think we could do it.
2: No, No, we would have been sick of each other by now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I lose interest fast, Katie. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, we really do. You know, honestly, we both have ADD. I got to be honest, officially. <laughs> I was a kid with ADD, you know, very difficult. element. And, and, you know, I had a horrible time in elementary school. And I'm an elementary school teacher, by the way. And Is that what you
1: guys both teach?
2: Yes. yes. I teach fourth grade and Michelle teaches first. Nice. And, um, you know, I would never have put myself, you know, as a kid saying I would, I would be a teacher and i love the job and i i was so inspired by my tennis coach um fred fred and um i said you know he's got the best life he the kids adore him they they want to be in his room on the periods that they have off they want to be with him and he has such a great connection such a friendship leadership mentor connection with his kids you know And I said, you know, I want that. You know, he was a runner. Now I'm a runner. Um, He actually lived in my neighborhood. Um, I said, you know, what a beautiful neighborhood. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna live in his neighborhood one day. And here I am. I live three blocks from him. It wasn't even intentional. It just, it was the universe bringing what I always wanted to me.
1: Yeah, that's fascinating. It's like you put in that order by admiring what he has and then, you know, unconsciously or probably partly consciously, you know, when I always, you know, tend to think, and I I think you guys are of the same mindset, that thoughts become things and having some clarity about the direction that you want to go in your life is really crucial. And you, he gave you that direction and even subconsciously, it's such a cool story.
2: Yeah, you know Wayne Dyer, right? I mean, you know, he, we, Michelle and I went to see him many years ago, and the thing I, that struck me the most, he was like, "Change the way you see things, and the things you yeah. see will change." I you love know? that
1: quote. Yeah, it's and, so good.
2: And honestly, yeah. it's it's so true. It it's really so is. You, you know, you can see things negatively. You can you can come from a place of scarcity, and you'll attract more of that. Yep or you can come from a place of love and abundance and that's what you'll get.
1: Preach. I completely yeah. agree.
2: Yeah, so I totally agree with you that the th- you know. So, Thought-
1: something um, I'm curious about you guys, I want to know two things. How you by you guys both are into personal development and spirituality and those topics, you know, come up I think from time to time in your podcast but in a very grounded way and then also you guys are both teachers so I would love to know how each of you um, got into those that sort of way of thinking and being and then also do you guys are you able to use you know what you've learned about life and personal growth and spirituality and somehow um, bring that to the kids that you teach and work
0: with? Yeah those are great questions Um, you know Talking about what you just asked regarding bringing it to the kids. Um, You know, I I think in this world, we all can agree. I I don't know if we all can agree, but I, I, you know, Steve and I definitely agree that people should always be looking to help one another and being kind and being helpful and trying to bring people up. And I think um, this, these past few years, going through all of this with Steve and, and having this great podcast and learning so much, um, I think through like our daily life, we just try to lead in a positive way and model behavior um, for children that is what we would like to see in the world. And, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's kindness, it's helpful, being helpful, pushing, trying to give um, kids... You know, a push when they need it or a, or a lending hand when they need it. You know, knowing what people need. Um, you know, the kids that I teach right now are young. I taught uh, older kids for many years, but right now they're young. And it's very, There are very simple things. Like in, in my class, every day we take five minutes of quiet time and we just sit and we stretch for a minute or two and we sit for five minutes and we just breathe and relax. I don't even call it anything. I just tell them that it's time to take a break. And, and really what that. I'm teaching them to do is meditate. I'm teaching them to take a break from the day because we all deserve that. So, uh, you know, Steve does it in a different way because his kids are a little bit older. But we're always trying to model um, positive behavior and just the way that the world, you know, should be. Um, and that's, that's really what we, we're trying to do here too is just help one another, you know.
1: I love and- that.
0: Yeah, and as far as the fourth graders, I used to
2: teach fifth grade as well. We would make um, Zen rock piles, you know, where you put the stone one on each other, and you try to, you know, create balance within, you know, within the landscape. And so, what I what I would do once in a while was to say, "Look, you have no homework tonight. The only homework you have is to go outside, become quiet." Take your mom's iPhone or your iPad, you know, your iPhone touch. Take a picture of you building a Zen rock pile. Okay, I would show them examples of, you know, ones on on Google. And I said, look, it doesn't have to be a, a, a high one. It doesn't have to be, a, but it has to be yours. And it has to be, it has to come from your quietness. And build one, take a picture of it, and have your parents email it to me. And I'll put it up on our smart board in the morning so that when you come in, I'll feature one a day. Cool. And the kids loved it. And I had a very challenging class, Katie, this, that year. Very um, needy kids, very high-strung kids, you know, like what I was in elementary school. You know, I was a disaster. And if I had a teacher then that did that for me, I think I would have, I, you know, you said, how did we get into this? I think I would have been on the spiritual inspirational track at 10 rather than at, you know, 38, you know, and so they just loved it. And so they, they would be they would come in so excited. Mr. Bell, you know, I built I built, a, I built a, a Zen rock pile and I want you to put it up on the smart board. And really, honestly, you know, we did the meditation every um, at the end of at the end of school. You know, five minutes before the buses or ten minutes before the buses, I'd shut the lights, and I'd put the um, Pandora on with the Zen music, and we would just sort of be quiet and chill. And so that's actually a huge movement now in education, the mindfulness movement, and it's such a great thing because school districts are starting to train teachers. On how to bring this into classrooms and introduce it to kids. So you know, I know some of the teachers in our our school have been trained in it. We've been trained in it um, through conferences, and it's such a wonderful thing because kids are constantly going, they're constantly moving, they're yeah. never quiet, they're hooked into you know all the social media, and they're always checking their phone and they're never present. And. So we realize that, and that kind of spills over into the classroom.
0: And into adulthood.
2: And into adulthood.
0: Right. Could you imagine if we all, you know, knew how to sit quietly and be present years ago? I mean, that's something I've worked on the last few years, and I'm st- I'm still working on it because yeah. being in the present moment takes a lot of effort for me, and it, me I have too. to be mindful. But um, as a child, if someone helped me along with that, you know, at a young age, and that was just part of my lifestyle, I think there would be so much like less illness, anxiety, stress, anger, because people are so wound up.
1: Oh my gosh, I know. The entire time I was just thinking, wow, I'm so jealous of the kids that you guys teach. I wish (laughs) that I could be in your classes. That just sounds amazing what an amazing homework assignment that you gave them steve and then michelle to do that that time not calling it anything but just allowing them that space it's just it's so fantastic and i'm so grateful that you two are in the education system
0: Thanks. Oh, thanks. thank you
1: yeah it's fantastic so how did you guys get into mindfulness and all of all of this stuff
0: well, I think when Steve and I started, we, we were doing a lot of reading. Like, I, we know that you do a lot of reading and you, um, you even write too, Katie. Is that right? I do, yeah. So, we, well, w- when we started talking and then we um, started the podcast, even before Steve, you had recommended books to me. And um, we, we read a lot too. We read a lot and we just kind of, I don't know, we learned as we went along, uh, didn't
2: my, we? My, I got to jump in. My first book. My first inspirational book was The Secret. Now, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to call it, you know, amazing reading or not, but one amazing story. Remember Michelle, the blue marble story? Oh yes. It came out of that book, and I, you know, I was at my condo at the pool, and I was going through some medical things at the time, and I was just feeling like sort of depressed. I wouldn't say you know, like officially depressed, but you know, I, I thought I was depressed. And someone said, you know, you should read the secret and attract these things into your life. And, you know, it's, it's not magic, but it's, you know, the universe. And I was like, what? The universe? I don't even know. What are you talking about? And I, so I picked up the book and I read it by the pool. It was July, right? It was on summer break. And you know, I'm reading this book at the pool and you know, there was a part of the book where it says, all right, pick something small, visualize it, know it's coming see the color see the shape pretend to feel it really just expect it to show up in your life and you'll see it will show up well i said okay well i'm going to test this because you know really i really don't believe it a and b you know uh, all right i'll just do it because i'm laying here and so i picked a very hard object i picked a blue marble but it wasn't it didn't it was. It had to be light baby blue with white swirls, and it couldn't be the size of a traditional marble. It needed to be a golf size, golf ball size, because I wanted to make it very difficult for this thing to appear into my life. You know, because I wanted to almost disprove it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I, I I visualized it, and in fact, I visualized it with a little kind of hole in it, like a little indentation. So anyway, that weekend I was going to Newport. And I knew I gave myself a time limit Sunday when I come back on the ferry to Long Island. I, I You know, if I don't have it, then this book is nonsense and, you know, whatever. I don't believe it. And so, you know, the whole weekend passed and nothing, nothing. I was like, oh, God. And so people were like, well, what do you, you know, why are you all depressed? And I was like, well, I read this book and I was supposed to, you know, Visualize and it was supposed to manifest, and nothing's happening. And you know, so they're trying to make me feel better. And we're driving to Bridgeport, Connecticut, and we arrive a little early, you know, to the ferry. So someone in the back seat says, Let's go to Mystic, Connecticut, which is the exit before Bridgeport. And so I'm like, oh, All right, so I turn off in the exit and I go to Brid- Mystic, Connecticut. And I'm like, you know, we have about forty minutes. So I get myself pizza because, you know, Mystic Pizza. And <laughs> and so everyone's shopping and having fun. And I'm like walking and moping. And I'm like, oh god, I'm really depressed. My I'm marble
1: very, didn't manifest. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm annoyed at everybody. I'm annoyed at the universe. I'm annoyed at everybody. And so You're I go
1: losing your marbles.
2: Yeah, I'm losing my <laughs> marbles. Exactly. So it's five minutes before we have to get back in the car. To go to the to the ferry, and I see a store. That's a clothing store, by the way. And I see a pair of shoes I like, and I go in, and I you know, and I quickly, and it, and in the back of the store, they're they're kind of selling like you know, sun catchers and whatnot. And I see a jar of marbles. And I'm like, oh yes, marbles. So I you know, the and the woman behind the counter is like, who is this crazy guy? I go to the marbles, and I'm frantically looking for a blue marble. Now they're not the size that. A golf ball, you know, size. Okay, so I'm like, all right, maybe I asked too much. I just want a blue one, and I can call it a day. No blue. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. And I walk out of the store, and the woman behind the counter says, "Sir, sir, uh, can I help you?" And I'm like, "No, no, no. I was just looking for a marble. I, you know, I wanted something a little larger." And she said, "Well, what about this one behind me on the on the shelf?" And I look at it, Katie and it was a golf ball sized baby blue with white swirls marble. One, one sitting on her shelf above the stereo speaker.
1: I love stories like this. She
2: says, do you want this one, sir? And and, and just as I'm telling it now, chills run through my body and I say, yes, that's the one I've been looking for. And I, oh, and I still have it, and you know what, I'm going to, um, in fact, I'll text it to you later. Yeah. I'll text you the picture of the blue marble that still today sits in my beach room.
1: I love stuff like that.
2: And from that moment on, I felt privileged to wow. be graced with this manifestation.
1: Yeah, from That sure. moment
2: on, I've become a believer that we really think, you know, ideas and thoughts become things.
1: Yeah, oh, that is so cool. What a cool story. Thanks for sharing that.
2: Yeah, no, thanks for listening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love, I have a similar story, I guess, to, I found the secret. I didn't really get into spirituality and personal development as much until I hit um, a bottom in my own life, similar um, after, right after, or during college, I guess. But in high school, I was preparing to take the ACT tests and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went to some sort of, like, one of those, like, prep courses or something like that. But, it well, it wasn't actually that at all. It was just, like, this woman at her house, and she, like, tutored kids in it. Because I think I I either, like, took a practice test or something, and I didn't do that great on it. And I was, like, not the best test taker. And I I don't know. I, it was just the first time I'd done it, right? And so I go to this woman's house, and she was just so cool. She was, like, this older woman and every time I'd come over we'd she'd have a snack for us and like usually it was like fresh baked muffins or like something really great like just it smelled really great in there she'd play music soft music while we were studying she it was just I enjoyed very enjoyable experience all around so the night before I was like taking the real test she handed me this DVD and she was like, watch this tonight and just trust me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what is this from this lady? But I loved her, so I was like, whatever. And it was the DVD of The Secret. And I had done terrible on the practice exam, so I was pretty nervous for the next one. And Or it wasn't a practice exam, it was it was like a real time that I took it. And I didn't do great on it, but it was the first time. And I, you know, had tutored with her and then... I watched The Secret and I like visualized doing well on the exam and my score went up like 12 points or something, 10 or something points. It was uh, like crazy and like unheard of to improve that much taking the test. But from then on, I was like, oh, maybe this stuff kind of works.
2: Yeah, it really does. And that, you know, it's very hard to raise your score, by the way, that many points.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think I blame The Secret for that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And
2: now everyone's going to run out and get the secret. I, I think it's a good book, especially to start with. Yeah,
1: it's a great intro book. It's a
2: good exactly. starter. And then from there, we read Eckhart Tolle, and, I, and honestly, Eckhart Tolle really revolutionized my thinking. Yeah. And I actually have my original copy, The New Earth, and it was when Oprah was doing her um, book club. Yeah, she was doing the book club, but also the, um, the video class. Oh, nice. And I signed up for the twelve week video class, and every Monday night at nine o'clock, she had her Eckhart, and I was there, and they would review the chapter, and they would talk about it, and we'd highlight it, and I would take notes, and I was really a student of that book, um, you know, during that time. And then from there, I went on to Wayne Dyer and um, read his books and his audio tapes, and from you know, so that's how it kind of started for me.
1: That's really cool. And during that entire process, were the two of you kind of doing this together and doing this alongside the podcast and talking about the things together?
2: Yeah, Michelle, right? We would would be um, reading The New Earth together and talking about it.
0: Yes, yeah, we did do that. I think you had read it first. I read and it, you read it again with me. I was always like
2: Kramer from Seinfeld. I would go into her room. She would be right next door. And I'd be like, you got to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hear this. Chapter four. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, no, 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 Michelle, you got you to gotta really hear this. And I oh, would have parts highlighted. Funny. And it really was a comedy sitcom situation. Oh,
0: yeah. I'd be like, well, I don't like he buys me the book. Okay, so now I have the book. I'm like, well, I don't really like to write in the book. You're going to write in the book. You have to write in the book. I want uh, you to have a highlighter. He bought me a I highlighter. I love you guys. I'm like, well, if anyone wants to borrow the book, they have all my notes. It, this isn't a book for anybody else. This is a book for you. <laughs>
2: and oh also, we read The Shack. Remember The Shack?
0: Oh, The Shack. That was another great, great
2: story. Oh, you have to read The Shack. Yeah. Oh, The Shack again, is great.
0: We, we've had so much fun, Katie, over the past few years. Yeah. And um, that's a big part of it, too. You know, you have to enjoy the people you're with. You know, you have to trust people, you have to um, enjoy them, and that's what good relationships are. Yeah. So we just have a lot of fun. We really do.
1: Yeah, and I love that you don't take yourselves too seriously. I know something that I struggled with and I talk about often on the show is that I got – I, I, I transferred my addictions, right? So like I came to this work through my eating disorder and then I got so into personal growth and so into spirituality that I was using it as everything and judging myself from not doing it perfectly and using it as spiritual entertainment that I was like shut off to everything else. And then in, in recent years, like the last year, I was like, wait, I need to be a more well-rounded person and enjoy entertainment and comedy and other things and have, you know, enjoy life as a whole being really beautiful, not just this one personal growth area of life, and which is important and I still love very much, but I think that's what's so great about you guys and through your show and, and what you say right in your tagline, which I mentioned at the top of the show, about inspiration and comedy and that intersection. And I love that about you guys. And so what what advice do you have for staying really grounded and not taking yourselves too seriously?
0: Mm, good question. Yeah, that is good. You want to go first, Steve? Eh? Um,
2: okay. Well, you know, comedy is, has saved my life in many ways. You know, comedy has gotten me out of fights in high school. Comedy has brought me to a place where I could accept the childhood I had, a very difficult childhood. And I've lost my father at a very early age. I've lost best friends. And so comedy has been my partner through this whole journey of life for me. And so you know, I don't know it, you know it's not advice, but I think if you can tap into the levity and the lightness of yourself and and to laugh at yourself is so important it's so cathartic that that is what's gotten me through all the things that in my life. So you know I think that you know I, I almost feel lucky to have that side of you know that comedic side, maybe a little too much, you know but for me, that's my own personal relationship with comedy, and you know when and, and when I was listening to some of the um, other spiritual gurus, I almost felt worse about myself because I couldn't obtain the level of balance and optimism, and it was very yeah. hard for me. And I and I and I would sometimes read something or listen to a passage on a on a on a CD, and I was like, that's just not me. I'm not even there yet, and I would feel worse. And they would never laugh and they would never joke. And I was like, well, if I were doing this, I would just kind of laugh a little bit and say, hey, you know, I, yeah. I took three steps back today. <laughs> you know what I mean? I took three steps back, one step forward, three steps back. But you know what? You know, Wayne Dyer said it great. You either catch yourself after you do it and say it, you catch yourself while you're doing it, and then when you get to the point where you can catch yourself before you say it
1: and mm. do it. That's so good.
2: And so, for many, many, many years, I would catch myself after, and then I, and then as I'm saying what I do, I shouldn't say, I'm realizing I shouldn't be saying it. And now I'm finally at the point where I I, I kind of catch myself before I say it mm. or do it. So that's my experience with the whole comedy spirituality intersection.
1: That was amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I hadn't heard that that one from Wayne Dyer, but I really, really like that.
2: Yeah, that that was one of, in, in one of his audiobooks. And Michelle's a very funny girl. I mean, honestly, <laughs> many people say we're like Howard Stern and Robin Givens. Yeah. We are. It really, I couldn't do this without. I mean, they it have would a be a
1: great funny. dynamic.
2: Honestly, I would sit here alone. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? But <laughs> with her, I don't know. It's. Even though I may open the show, even though I may have more of the lineup, she really brings a perspective to the show, and she makes me laugh, and not many people can make me laugh. I mean, I can make almost anyone laugh, but, you know, you ask the great com- you know, comedics, you know, uh, uh, you know, like Seinfeld or whoever, yeah. they're a tough audience. You know, they may be able to get- make people laugh, but it's very hard for you to laugh at right. other people, you know, and so um, she makes me laugh every every night that we go on.
1: That's
2: amazing. So, you guys are Aww, so cool.
1: Me, I just want yeah. to hang out with you all the time.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I know. We have a lot of fun. And you know, um, as for just giving other people advice, I agree with everything Steve said and we are all like playing this game of life together and I think that we have to give ourselves a break and say, you know what, we have good days, we have bad days, we make mistakes, we do great things. Like just accept it all whatever it is and move forward and make the changes that you feel you need to make in your own personal life and and just keep moving forward that's it you know one step ahead three steps back how many times steve have we spoken and he's like what happened i'm like everything's a mess and then like two days later i'm like right i'm back on track you know that's life that's the real world all of you know we look at these famous people these actresses actors um musicians they're people just like you and I. They're no different. They have a beautiful talent, but they have feelings like us. You know, they may have more material things, but that's not what brings us happiness. Friendship brings us happiness. Relationships. Um laughter. Like, you know, just get back to the basics.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, great. So the basics. The basics. It, it, you know, go back to the basics. That's gonna be the title of our next show. We just got it. Back to basics.
1: Yeah. You'd yeah,
2: our our <laughs> next topic.
1: Woo! Yeah. Well, wow!
2: I mean, you're definitely coming on our show, Disney. Yeah, wait. Katie. Oh, yes. we got plans for you, Kate.
1: Yay! That will be, be, be a lot of. Fun. I lot c- of I can't wait. I hope that we stay friends forever. Yes. That's yeah, and I'm the start glad of about- lots of friendship and collaboration. I hope.
2: Yeah, I mean, in this particular genre, you know, we may meet a pe- lot of people. We may know a lot of people. But how many people did we really connect with? And so that's why I wanted, you know, we really didn't really, we haven't reached out to many people. And so we were looking and I said, you know, I really like your website. I really like um, the titles of your shows and how many different people you interview. And I listened, and I like the fact that when you interview somebody, you know, you really are listening, and you—it's not about you; it's about them. And I love that because that's a—it's a really great talent to to be an interviewer and bring out the best in your guests. And so I actually listened to one recent one. I think it was Jordan Bach. You—you guys were friends, and I did listen to that on the way to Manhattan on a train. And I was, you know, because I wanted to listen to your latest, and I think your show is great. And I really hope we stay friends because, um, because you know, it's – you don't want to say it's very rare to meet people. But when you do meet someone that you connect with, you have to stay in touch.
1: Oh, I completely feel the same way. And I get a lot of email. When I started, you know, there was like three people listening to the show. And then I was just so grateful that people were – said yes to coming on the show and then as i've you know been so fortunate to grow i get quite a few emails from pr people or people who are coaches or writers or speakers who want to promote their work to to my platform that i have and it's such an honor and i used to just be like yes to every single one of them because i was like cool, somebody wants to come on the show. Yay, that's that's crazy, you know? But now it, the, the volume of those is so I've... many. I can't say yes to them all. And even if I do say yes to one that I'm not thrilled about, unfortunately, like, it won't be a great episode because I'm not, excited to to speak with the person and i won't i might not vibe with them plus you know the listeners trust me as a curator to bring them really diverse content but also you know something that i enjoy that's the through line through it all and if so that's you know when i found you guys immediately i felt the same way like you guys are so cool and sweet and i was so excited to connect with you so we just have a mutual love for each other
2: (laughs) We have an official love fest going.
1: Yeah, totally. (laughs) We just had to share that. So, I think. Yeah, totally. So, I think that we should wrap with my fun questions that I ask everyone. What do you guys think? Oh, that's great. All right. So, what do your mornings look like? What are the first few things you do or think when you wake up in the morning? And how do those choices you make in the morning affect how the rest of your day goes?
0: Mm. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> in my house, when I get up in the morning, I'm like, I hope this is a peaceful morning. I hope everyone will just get up and get ready and get out of the house without any arguing, you know, because I have two young boys. And um, we get up early. And I, I <laughs> that's how I start. You know, I get up first. I take a deep breath. And I just, I'm very like a quiet morning person. So I love when it's quiet in the morning. But, you know, children aren't quiet. So... I kind of prepare myself for that it's not very uplifting but it's honest
1: I love that and actually before we move on to you Steve Michelle could you, we have a lot of mothers listening to the show and I recently got some feedback that I never really ask enough questions about motherhood because I'm not a mother myself so could you speak a little bit about motherhood and I know that's a huge question but just in the sense of you know organizing yourself and allowing yourself to be able to do creative projects like the one that you do with Steve.
0: Well you know what Katie that's a really great question and it's not um, it's not easy to do that so uh, many many women struggle with this Um, and Steve knows this really well because um, I mean six years ago I didn't even know who I was what I liked I mean I I had the kids were really young and I was working full-time and it was like just daily management getting everyone up and out where they need to be, getting home, eat. It was very robotic. It was very, you know, I had to really learn how to manage my time and to realize that if I don't take time for myself, I'm not useful or helpful to anyone, you know. Um, You really have to not forget that you're a mother, but you're a person. And it's important for your kids to see that too. And, you know, Mm -hmm. Steve has been extremely accommodating over the years because... We record at like 9.30 at night because the kids go to bed and my husband goes to work early, so he goes to bed. So fortunately, you know, my partner here works with me, and um, that's how we get to do this, really. Um, now I'm at the point where we're both at the point, you know, where we um, I have to take more carve more time out of my day, and it's just things are different, but um, it's hard um, to be a mother and balance everything and to keep your own identity you know, without um, feeling guilty. There's a big guilt factor being a parent, you know, Um, especially for some reason mothers. I feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. history has been that the the male works and they're kind of okay with that. Women are still um, have a hard time with juggling everything. It's a lot. There's a lot to juggle. And, you know, I started to do things like peapot and all right, I paid the extra um, $7 delivery, but maybe I didn't buy a few of the extra things I would have um, bought, but I had food delivered. Like, I tried to really start to help myself. It's so good. Yeah, because you have to. You really have to. And I'm a better mother now. I take time for myself. My kids see that I take time for myself. I, I try to treat myself well and I hope that they'll treat themselves well, you know? Yeah. I, I, you want to like yourself. If you don't like yourself, who else is going to like you? You... You live with yourself all day, every day. You can't ex- escape yourself. So you have to create the type of person that you like, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And it's hard, you know, and but... And set uh,
1: an example for your kids.
0: Yeah, and Steve always would remind me of that. He's like, you know, Michelle, th- it's important for your boys to see that you have friendships and you go out and you laugh and you have fun and yep. you want to go out. Like, you know, as, as I would see it, like, oh, you know, I'm going to leave them. There. We work all week and, you know, and, and, and then it you know, I realized that like, he's right. That's true. Like, that's important too. It's important yeah. I go to the gym. It's important that they see that I exercise, yeah. you know, and all of those things are important.
1: Exactly. Yeah. They, I think it's better for them to have you around when you're happy and fulfilled creatively and holistically in all the areas of your life than to just have you around, but not taking care of yourself. And, and because maybe even subconsciously you'll, resent that and them even and they'll feel that so I'm so glad I asked you everything you shared was so valuable and really really I think will help a lot of people
0: oh I hope so
1: so Steve what do you, what are some things you do in the morning um when you open your eyes and start mm-hmm. your day and how to, does that affect how the rest of your day goes
2: well I just want to start with Michelle's a great mom by the way oh, <laughs> I mean she really is a terrific mother the best and, yeah she really I can is I already tell yeah, and um I agree with the whole if you're centered and balanced, then everything around you is just going to run much better. I uh, for me I'm much more of a morning person than a night person. I, I don't love the evenings and the nights. I love the mornings. And so for me, I you know it starts with, you know, getting up, letting Miles out, my dog, um, making coffee. I'm usually up very early, um, and then i I t- kind of if it's a work day, I try to carve out five well more than five i I try to carve out about thirty minutes of me time, you know because I don't have kids i you know and so I try to balance and focus myself. I usually go on the porch and my sprinklers are on at that point, you know my sprinklers go on at four thirty in the morning and so I just sit in the rocking chair on my porch and just watch this. You know, it sounds kind of silly. People probably think I'm crazy, but I'm just watching the sprinklers. (laughs) And and if I'm not doing that, I'm taking a garden tour. I'm very big into gardening. So I'll just take my coffee and I'll walk around the property. I'll walk around in the backyard and I'll go to the fire pit and sit on the Adirondack chair and look at what's blooming and what's coming up.
1: Your yard sounds beautiful. <laughs> yes, <Yeah.
2: laughs> the yard is very nice. And I try to to carve out me time even if it's a during the week work hustle. And obviously if it's in the summer I have a lot more me time, but you know, we're just talking sort of the routines of working. And then I'm okay with the 8 hours of work because I had a little of that time. You know, maybe I'll sneak a run in, you know, right before the shower. And it's very important if it's five minutes, if it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour, whatever your schedule can accommodate. I think it's very important to have that time.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, to just be present. So that's my routine in the morning. I, you know, coffee, porch, garden tour, and the sprinklers is very big in my house.
1: I love that. Yeah. So what about in the evenings, other than when you guys record the show, what are some evening rituals you have, or the last few things you do to wind down, or relax, or shut down
0: from a busy day?
2: Mm. Michelle, what do you think?
0: Yeah, that's a good question, because every night at my house is a little different. Right. I, um, You know, with Katie, I took up some hobbies, and I do try a few times a week when everyone goes to bed to like, I, I like to crochet. So I'll work on a little project that I'm doing. And if I'm not working with Steve on um, the show, I'll try to carve in some time for that. I like to read. I, um, I'm i into the essential oils. So sometimes I'll read up on on something that I'm interested in, and then I'll play with my oils a little bit. I try to take a little bit of time to just decompress and do something that I like but honestly many times I'm doing laundry or I'm just cleaning up you know and then I I go to bed yeah
2: nice. yeah nighttime rituals I don't necessarily have and that's one area I would like to improve on honestly I have my morning rituals But the nighttime rituals, I don't necessarily have.
1: We have one, which is recording the show.
2: Yes. Oh, that's why I love it so much. Yeah.
0: You know what's one thing, and I want to say this out loud so that hopefully it resonates in my own mind and I do it. I Mm -hmm. really want to make an effort to um, meditate daily, like really meditate at home daily. We do it at at school for a little bit, but like just quiet down. But I heard um, and read so much about meditating and the benefits. I would love to incorporate that into my... Um, nightly routine. So, you know yeah. what, Katie? Maybe you just turn me on to that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you guys know about um, TM, Transcendental Meditation? No. It's it's a really cool practice. Um, look up the David Lynch Foundation. It's like the type of meditation that Jerry Seinfeld does and a bunch of celebrities do it. And it's, it's really simple. 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, and you get trained one-on-one with someone. And there's people all over the world. I'm sure there's lots of people in... New York, but I actually had the, um, like founder of the David Lynch foundation on the podcast, but he actually gifted me getting trained with meditation and I recently learned it and I really love it. It's a great way to calm your nervous system and the stress relieving. Um, benefits of it are really, really insane because we don't get enough rest just by sleeping, and this is a way for your body to actually like deeply rest and your nervous system to rest. So, I don't know. I'll send you guys some info on it because it's really helped me.
2: Oh, I would love that. I would. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's nice.
2: I could use that. Um, I believe I yeah Howard Stern does that because I, I listen to him in the car and he does. Yeah. He's yeah swears by that
1: yeah a lot of a lot of famous people do a lot of non-famous people do it's Uh, it's really really effective i i really enjoy it a lot um so okay another big question for you guys what do you think happens when we die
0: huge question (laughs) yeah that's a huge question i um do you want to go first steve (laughs) I'll go I'm hopeful that when we pass that we are then with all of our loved ones that passed I I believe that earth, this is just my belief you know, I mean sometimes your beliefs change so I I won't hold myself to this belief for the rest of my life but I've had it up until 42 Um, I believe that I'm hoping that when we pass that we meet up with uh, all of our loved ones and that we are then in a state of just peace. You know, this Earth, the world that we live in, and our lives are full of um, ups and downs, great times, um, bad, hard times, you know, maybe just coasting on a steady plane for a while. But um, we have a lot to deal with here on Earth, and it's a beautiful place, and, you know, we're making it um, the best that we can. Hopefully most of us are, but I believe when we pass... It, we don't have any of the difficulties that we have. Mm. I feel like that's our home, like you know like we come to learn something, and hopefully we do, and hopefully we make a really positive impact in the world and make the world a better place, and then we go back to like our peaceful place, like back home. you know: Yeah, I love that that's amazing I mean I hope answer. so. that's what I hope so. I yeah. hope so too.
2: I, I piggyback on that thought too. And you know, you know, we're all energy. And I, energy doesn't die; it transforms, and perhaps into a new state or place. But I really believe in my heart that um, this is the hardest that we'll have it on this earth. Like Michelle, you know, if you could find peace on Earth, even within your own body and mind, then really you're heaven on Earth. And I, you know, and I think that whatever happens after will be um so much better so I, I think we have to learn the lessons we need to learn we have to go through the the struggles and we become evolved and maybe move on to another another phase
1: yeah
2: you know but I'm i, I believe it does it doesn't end that i, I agree know.
1: yeah mm, love that okay so here's another fun one you each are trapped on a deserted island and you can bring with you one tv show to binge watch one movie one book and one food what would each of you bring oh my
0: goodness
2: tv movie food and book oh and book
0: tv movie food and book hmm Oh gosh,
2: Katie, you're like um,
0: this is tough.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so So Ann Sawyer over there. Wait. Okay. Um, you go first, Michelle.
0: Okay. All right. Food. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna say pizza. (laughs) It has to be pizza.
1: Yeah, everybody says pizza
0: because I just I always love pizza. That's a consistent thing that I could probably eat all day.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the a book. Oh gosh, that's a hard one. I think. It sounds so silly, but if I could pick an author, I read a few of um, this author's books. It's just a, you know, um, a fiction book, but Billy Letts, he writes books. um, Actually, you know, it's so funny, Billy, I don't know if it's a female or a male, but I just, over the years, have enjoyed um, the books, I'm trying to think of the names, like The Honk and the Holler In, Where the Heart Is, just books from down south, like kind of like a fried green tomatoes i think that's the book the the movie that i'd bring
1: yeah
0: i find peace in that in like down south or that type of
1: i love that like
0: that book fried green tomatoes yeah that was such a great book and a great movie as yeah. well but, um oh my gosh food movie i don't know movie book that's a tough one and the tv i don't watch that much tv but i like i would bring like cheers or like um Friends, yeah, the, you know, half hour comedy. Yeah. Yeah, just, just classic or, or something like that. Friends
1: would be a good one too because there's 10 seasons.
0: Right, exactly. Oh, that would be too busy, right? A lot of characters. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, you'd feel like you have some friends. Nice. Right. What about you, Steve?
2: I'm thinking definitely the movie. There's two, so I'm going to just mention. Okay. It. I love Moonstruck.
1: Oh, yeah. Does that with Cher?
2: Cher. It takes place in, in, in Brooklyn Heights. Um, I to that!
1: I don't think I've ever seen it.
2: Oh, you have to! That has to be a DVD that you put in when you're feeling down, or you oh, need Okay, it. yeah. Yeah, that's a classic. I also like something's got to give.
1: Oh, I love that movie. That
2: just makes me feel good. Yeah, when I, I
1: need to rewatch that.
2: So those two DVDs definitely. Um, I've been binge watching. You know, listen, it's not Cheers, but I've been watching a lot of Flipping Out by Jeff Lewis a lot, uh, lately. Do You watch that on um, no. Bravo? Oh yeah, I don't watch like you know, very good things. It's um, it's where you know he fix ups. I like um, remodeling.
1: Oh yeah, I love that. So I don't have a TV, but like I on Netflix they have some. I recently got um, Netflix sort of, and I like the HGTV show. Like I really like the House Hunters one and right. um. And I, I'll have to, my mom watches a lot of Bravo. I'll have to watch it when I go home and visit at some point. <laughs>
2: That's a good one. The flipping out is good because, um, him and, and, and Jeff and his assistant, you know, they're always getting into trouble and they're always, you know, arguing and they're, you know, it's just a very fun banterish kind of show, but you get the whole addiction of the housing, you know, like the remodeling mm-hmm. um, takes place in California. So I've been watching that a lot.
1: Cool. Um, and, and then
2: food food i'm going uh lasagna nice
1: you guys yeah. have a nice little italian theme maybe yeah. be on an italian island
2: right because you don't have to heat it up i love it cold you know so i'm gonna have a nice wedge of little... yeah and book book oh book um hmm let me see what book i probably would bring some sort of inspirational spiritual book um so i have to look in my library probably um One of the Wayne Dyers that I um, have. uh, Something Intentions. I forget the name of it. Oh,
1: uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, something Intentions. Oh, it's going
1: to bug me. The Power of It no. Yeah,
2: The Power of Intention. I think that's what it is.
1: Or are we thinking of The Power of Now? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm going to Google it. But um, something like that, because I'm going to probably need it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: On the island.
1: For sure.
2: So... That's what I would do.
1: Yeah, so good. Oh,
2: it is. The power of intention. Oh, You're good.
1: Right. All right, cool.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think I listened to that on Audible book. Audiobook, yeah. Right. Cool. Um. All right, you guys, this was so much fun. Thank you so much again for being here. I just want to honor you before I ask you, my final question that I ask everyone. So thank you again so much for being here and I'm glad we've become friends. I'm so grateful for this podcast for introducing me to, it's really a great networking tool. I've met some of the best friends ever through, through the podcast actually. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad to add you guys to that. So thank you. Thank you. And as you know, the name of the podcast is the wellness wonderland. So when I offer that term to you to live in a wellness wonderland, what comes up? What does that mean to you guys?
0: Well to me wellness wonderland is like encompasses every part of you so like wellness body spirit soul everything mm. and just taking good care of yourself and keeping yourself like as healthy as you can in every way
2: You're right body mind spirit that's wellness wonderland to me mm. Absolutely you can't have one I mean you know, you can't just be all about the gym, all about the physical, all about how you look and, and, and eating right. It, it can't just be that. It has to be the three mind, body, spirit. Triple, That's triple. triple, exactly. That's what it is for me.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Completely agree. Thank you guys so much.
2: Thank you, Katie.
1: And um,
0: thanks for having us, Katie. And hopefully you will be on um, Laugh of Go Crazy real soon.
1: Alright, you guys, there you have it, my episode with Steve and Michelle. Aren't they delightful? They are nice, kind people, and I'm so glad they came on the show. Next week, get excited, we're going to be talking about our relationships with our mothers. I have Bethany Webster from Womb of Light. She has this blog that I'll talk about this, I'm sure, in the intro of next week's episode after I re listen to it, but I recorded it a couple months ago and She's just a really fascinating, smart person that works with people around something called the mother wound, which we'll get into, and I'd never heard of either, but actually a listener of the podcast, showed me this blog post that she wrote and I found it really fascinating and it really helped me out a lot so I was really wanting to get her on the show and I did and now we all get to learn about this together so make sure you tune in next week for that and until then I'll talk to you guys in the Facebook group maybe or on Instagram or Twitter or something anyway I'll talk to you guys soon love you bye